Hello, Jennifer. Hello, Peter. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's 2024. What the hell? What the hell? What the <laughs> hell? How did it happen? Oh, my God. I saw this meme the other day that was like that moment when you realize you're still processing 2019 and it's also five years ago. <laughs> right. That's right. That's where we're at. Like you're processing what happened in 2019, but you're also processing the fact that that was five years ago, which is that's right. not okay. Anyway, so it's the beginning of a new year, which means that it's customary for us to have a chat about what does our new year look like? What are we thinking? Have we reviewed the previous year? What have we learned? And how do we set ourselves up for success in 2024? I'm here for it. Let's go. This is the long and the short of it. All righty. So, like I said, this is customary. Each year we share our process, I guess, for having reflected back yeah. on the year and the learnings and like what went well and what didn't go so well. And then we often put that into, okay, and what are we committing to? What are we thinking about? What are we focusing on moving forward in 2024? In, in the past, we've come up with words. You've come up with really cool phrases. We've come up with like systems and processes and ideas. And so I guess to start with, I'm curious, how is your process looking this year? Is it the same? Is it different? What's new? Where are you at with your reflection slash projection process? Well, what is new this year is we are recording this episode before I run my end of year review workshop, Name It to Claim It. So in our previous years, I had already run that workshop and I was like, I know exactly where I'm going. That workshop is a week from the day that we are recording this, so right. I am still in my preliminary phase of looking at everything and figuring out where I want to go. Well, this is exciting because usually I'm the one that's unprepared and like, Jen, I haven't spent any time <laughs> on this and you're like, I've already run my workshop and I've already got my words and I've already got my phrase for the year and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> So, what does the preliminary work look like? Have you done any version of like a recap on 2023 or have you just been thinking about it? Well, in preparing to run the workshop, I've reviewed my process, which hmm. I should share. So, I'll do that in a second. But I had this experience with a word happen to me okay. at the beginning of this month and I cannot shake it. So, I will share that as well. Nice. All right. Hit me. Okay, so to start with the process, my end-of-year review process has three parts. Mm -hmm. I reflect on the year past, asking you know questions that we've talked about in many past episodes, reflection scripts like what went well, what went less well, what were some of the unexpected challenges I faced, were they anomalies, <laughs> could they repeat themselves, you know, those kinds of questions. So just sort of like gather information from myself about where I thought I was headed, where I ended up, what I learned along the way. Mm. So that's phase one. Phase two is what I call project. So first we reflect, then we project. Mm -hmm. And this always makes you uncomfortable, Pete, but I've got to say it. I project five years into the future. <laughs> oh my God. 2029. What does 2029 look like? <laughs> Which is 
funny considering what you were saying in the intro. Yeah. So 2029, my daughter will be a freshman in college. Oh my gosh. That is, yeah. Ollie will be five and a half. That's not okay. I'm not okay with that. (laughs) Yeah. It's really crazy. So I first asked myself five years from now, what am I hoping is happening? So You know, I'll do this in more detail when I actually do the workshop because I always do this work right alongside the people who are taking the workshop. But Mm. I imagine that five years from now, I want to be able to give my daughter the kind of college education she's wanting and the kind of experience that she's hoping to have. Mm -hmm. My husband and I will be empty nesting. So I'll want to feel connected and close to him and like we have new adventures ahead of us. Yeah, I will be five years farther along in my journey with my studio and I have visions for my clients. Yeah, certainly where I'd like to see them five years from now and how I might be helping them get there. So, you know, dreaming about the future, painting the picture, not because we're going to marry that, but because it's helpful to know that what I want five years from now can help me establish healthy priorities Mm. for the near future. Right. Like, what do you need to do now that enables that to happen in five years? Is that what you mean? Exactly. Exactly. So, what do I want five years from now? What does that mean for the coming year? And based on that, what are some of the things I might toy around with naming as goals. And I know I've said this on many past episodes, Pete, I'm about goal setting. I don't care about goal reaching. I'm just about goal setting. (laughs) Yeah. I I can't tell you how many times I've used that Jen Waldmanism with clients and you can see them like brains kind of melting of like, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't care about goal achieving? Isn't that the point? It's like, oh, is setting the point. Yeah. It's what you learn in setting the goal. So we do that. And then phase three is activating, mm-hmm. actually naming a way that you are going to think about the coming year that's in alignment with everything you've just learned about yourself, what you want, what you value. And this is the thing you were alluding to earlier. I like to exit that workshop with a very concise values-based phrase that has a lot of action in it that I can apply on the macro and on the micro to help guide me toward values-driven goals in the next year. Right. Like, was Bring It Home one? Am I right in thinking that? It just comes to mind. Bring It Home was one. Last year was Invest in the Good Stuff. That's right. That's right. Oh, so good. I've had lift the walls, leak the content. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm getting nostalgic hearing all these phrases. <laughs> right? Catch the dots. That was a personal favorite. That was a good one. Yeah. Nice. Well, I feel like our processes in the past have been really similar. I've shared a version of this every year, but I often look back at my photo reel in my camera of the year that was and look because in my theory is... I take a photo of things that have brought me joy or captured my attention. So I go back and look and I go, huh, what am I taking photos of? What are the themes this year? I have 7,422 photos of Oliver. and (laughs) (laughs) That's all? (laughs) That's a pretty common theme. And then I look at my like journals and diaries and, you know, things that I was writing down, I was grateful for along the way to see if there's anything I can learn from that. Now, the... Thing that's happened this year, I had a conversation with the incredible Kirsty Stark, who may be the most mentioned friend of ours on this podcast. 
Because she's a genius. She's a genius. And she, just as Kirsty would in the most generous way, called me out a little in the sense of like, okay, Pete, you do the same process every year. I feel like you know what you're going to be grateful for having done this review that many times now. And I feel like you know the kinds of things that have worked well and maybe what even what hasn't. So she's like, why don't you start with the question, what's different next year? Mm. And so at the moment, I haven't gotten to the point of doing my review or thinking about 2024, except for the fact that with this conversation with Kirsty, I've come up with some questions which she basically gave me that I'm starting to think about as I look forward to 2024. So like what's different next year is one of them. And mm. I think it's such a juicy one because I've, I feel lucky over the last few years where I could easily just go do another version of last year, but slightly better. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. keep the momentum up from last year because I feel like you and I have this process so dialed in that we kind of know what to focus on and what not to focus on. So what's different next year? It was a really interesting question for me. I guess I'll share my immediate response to that when she asked me was what's different is obviously I have a son for a full 12 months right? <laughs> and Tracy's going back to work at some point. And so what's different is my time is so much more constrained in a good way, because I want it to be constrained because I want to spend time with both Tracy and Ollie. And in the past, I've had less constraints on my time because I'm like, sure, I can go to Sydney tomorrow. I'll just I'll just let Tracy know that I'm going to Sydney tomorrow and that's all good. Whereas this, this year, it's like, but who's picking up Ollie from daycare? You know, right. <laughs> so, so I have a very real difference this year. And that is going to shape, I think, how I think about and focus on specific things for this year. Mm. That's good. What are some of the other questions in that new question catalog? I'm so glad you asked. The second question I'm obsessed with because it's an episode that we recorded recently, which, by the way, you mentioned we got some feedback on that's like really helped change people's lives, you said, the rules episode. I literally had someone say that to me yesterday, and I've gotten a bunch of emails basically saying the same thing, which is I listened to that episode and immediately I saw the world in a new way and it has changed my life. Wild, wild. Yeah, I mean, I'll put the link to it in the box of goodies. This is the rules episode that we're referencing. Yes, the rules episode. So this is a question I'm thinking about, which is what rules can I set for myself? Mm. So it's almost like looking at what's different next year and what are my priorities next year? Like I mentioned, you know, having time with Ollie and like supporting Tracy in her transition back to work is really important to me. So then the question of like, what rules can I set for myself to sort of enable that? So for example, from May onwards, I'm not going to be working on Mondays. Mm. I'm going to have that as my day with Ollie and Tracy's going to be back to work beyond then. So that's one rule that I'm having and I've already implemented. I had a client reach out yesterday like, hey, we've got this workshop idea for June. Are you free on Monday the 12th? Whatever the date was, I made that up. And I was like, actually, I'm not working Mondays from May. And so I've already implemented. So that is a question of like, what rules can I set for myself? Love that. That's the one I'm most excited about digging into actually. And I just want to spend like a couple hours or an hour or so just brainstorming. What are some rules? I've already got some, like I mentioned, that came to my mind. The other couple of questions, I guess, just to throw them out there for now. What is my capacity? Mm. Which I think goes off the back of that of like, okay, so if one of your rules is you're not working Mondays, And another rule I'm thinking about is I only travel on Wednesdays and Thursdays, for example. Then what is your capacity and how do you know where you're at when you're at it? Because in the past, because my time has been a little more unconstrained, I would say, 
it's really easy to just say yes and squeeze things in. Oh, I could jam a workshop in between recording a podcast with Jen and doing that coaching with someone else. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, like how many of those can you say yes to until you're at capacity? So that question I'm finding confronting already, just looking at those four words. <laughs> yeah, I just started to feel queasy. Yeah. <laughs> when Kirsty <laughs> asked me, and I was like, absolutely not. I can't answer that question. What is my capacity? Yeah, the people pleaser, the yes man in me, it's, uh, it's a question I'm going to grapple with, I think. And then the fourth one, just to throw out another one, is what does accountability look like? So mm. what's different? What rules can I set for myself? What's my capacity? And what does accountability look like? They're the four questions currently in my noodle that I am pondering. How do you feel about those? I love them. I will borrow them. I cannot wait to include those. I I am already feeling called out by the questions. So that's a good (laughs) sign. That's a good sign. The discomfort is real. Uh, Yes, sure is. So I mentioned, Pete, that I uh, had this experience with a word. Yes, yes, yes. That was a teaser five minutes ago. Yeah. So in years past, I've entered my reflection process, literally clean slate, no idea what my phrase was going to be, not even like symbols in mind or anything. It really came out of the process. But this year I'm going into this with a deep desire to include this particular word. So at the beginning of this month, I ran a workshop that's the monthly workshop in my new online studio in the community that's called The Career Collective. And the theme of the workshop was in preparation for setting goals in 2024, let's first raise our standards. Nice. So it was really a workshop about confronting yourself in terms of how you might raise your standards for what you're expecting of yourself, what you're expecting of other people, what you're hoping to accomplish, etc. And while I was running that workshop, I went to my favorite website. Oh my gosh. Digital Thesaurus, Visual Thesaurus, VisualThesaurus.com. Yeah. VisualThesaurus.com. And I typed in the word raise and Pete, the most beautiful family tree of words came up. And so I am committed to including the word raise or some form of the word raise in my statement this year. Can I just read you a couple of these? Please. I'm going to pop this screen grab in the box of goodies so people can see how excellent the visual thesaurus is. So raise, to sound out, to pronounce, to say, to wager, to play, to create, to provoke, to bring up, to advance, to resurrect, to stir up, to get hold of, to bring out, to multiply. Oh, I like multiply. Et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there are like a hundred synonyms here. And I'm like, wow, when I think about whatever it is I'm trying to do, all of those words apply. Hmm. So I don't know if it's going to be raise as like raise fill in the blank, like raise it up or like right. raise my standards, raise my voice. Or is it like give myself, and I'm thinking of myself as two words, give myself a raise? Oh, 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 I like this. Yeah, so I'm like going in with some 
pre-ideas of what I want the phrases to be. And my participation in the workshop this year is going to be figuring out what do I actually mean by that? Yeah, nice. And maybe part of it is, like you mentioned, like it could mean all of the above. Yeah, I think it has to mean all of the above. I want it to apply in every situation. Hmm. Nice. Oh, that's good. I like that, that word idea. I haven't, I haven't even right? thought about what a word might be. I also need to call myself out. In the last year's episode, I realized, I think I said something like, oh, I'm only doing a six-month plan because something's going to happen halfway through the year. <laughs> Right. And I had some friends text me like, are you pregnant? <laughs> is, that, is that what's <laughs> happening? Like, are you and Tracy pregnant? And yes, we were. And we hadn't told many people at that point. So I didn't necessarily change anything. I did look at it six months through the year. And I decided to continue on with my words, which were decisive and connection at the time. They've still felt relevant. So I doubt that anyone is out there going, but you said you would re-record at six months and you didn't. <laughs> I apologize. I acknowledge it. And yes. <laughs> also, I feel like you'll get a tickle out of this. This is a little aside, but I think relevant. I mentioned in the past, I do a like review of my gratitude journal and like, what was I grateful for? And is there something I can learn from that? Mm-hmm. So yesterday I discovered, it rediscovered every single gratitude journal I've ever had. <gasps> wow. And I use the five minute journal, which I'll put a link to in the box of goodies. And I turned to the very first page. The 18th of July, 2015. Whoa. And I was like, I was curious, has anything changed in terms of the kinds of things that I appreciate and I'm grateful for or in terms of the things that make a great day? And the answer, my friends, is absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> so on the 18th of July, 2015, I was grateful for a sleep-in. Mm. Yep, still appreciate a good sleep-in. I was grateful for a cup of coffee, which I still am grateful for. And I was grateful for finding and discovering the five-minute journal, which I still am. So wow! I think it was an interesting timing to revisit it, having had Kirsty say to me, Pete, you do this every year. What's really going to change next year? Because you kind of already know the things that you're grateful for. And as it turns out, she's right. <laughs> wow. I think that is charming. I want to turn to the day that I met Jen Walburn because I'm sure that I would have been grateful for meeting Jen Walburn. That would have been really fun. Well, I know what date that was if you want to look it up. October 2018? 2018? I'm going to tell you right now, Pete. It was October 2nd, 2017. But Pete, as I'm looking at this, you know what else is coming up? What? The moment that... Well, I was going to say my life changed forever, but I think it is also your life, uh-huh. which is in New York time, Tuesday, October 24th, 8.40 p.m. Eastern time <laughs> is the day we had that really important coaching call. Wow. Wow. That was the day where everything changed, Pete, and you and I became a thing. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And here we are still to this day. So I'm going to, I commit to going back through my journal from October 2017 and I'll put a photo in the box of goodies because I'm sure I mentioned the fact that I'm grateful for meeting Jen Waldman at some point during that month. So I'm going to put it in there. That'll be fun. Wow. This has been a real joy to record. And, you know, Pete, I will be very curious to see where you and I both land in terms of specificity yeah 
I want to challenge us to do something, which is I'll have to get the exact date, but there is a date where most people, quote, give up on their New Year's resolutions. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Is that like there's a date that's been researched? That's so funny. Yes, there's a date that's been researched. So maybe around that date, in an effort to get people rethinking about how they want this year to go, maybe we can follow up on where you landed with your words for the year, where I landed with my phrase for the year, and share. I love it. It feels like the answer to the fourth question that I posed, which is what does accountability look like? Hmm. Listeners, thanks for spending this time with us. We are both wishing you a very happy new year. Thanks, legends. And that is the long and the short of it. 